Welcome to Uncut. This is Neroli Salon and Spa's podcast, where we share all the latest in beauty, fashion, and Milwaukee. Hey guys, it's me, Sydney. Today, we're going to sit down and talk about blonding. I got a chance to sit down with one of our blonde experts. Her name is Allison, and she works at our downtown location. And we discuss how to get that perfect blonde and how to maintain it. Take a listen. Well, thanks for joining me, Allison. I'm excited to have you here. Thanks for having me. So we're going to be talking about blonding today. And there are so many different looks and techniques that you can get that it can be a little confusing to some of our clients. So I'm glad you're here. You must do a lot of blondes, don't you? I do, yes. If you can think about any celebrities that you think have like awesome blondes, who would you think of? Um, I definitely think Sophia Turner's new blonde hair looks amazing. It's definitely that really light, bright blonde. Is it bad? I don't know who Sophia Turner is. Oh, she's um, she's from Game Game of Thrones. Thrones. Oh, yes. yes. As soon as as I was asking, I'm like, oh, I know who that is. Yes. Because she usually has red hair. Yes. On the show, she has red hair. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes in in real life, she's usually Yeah, I've seen her blonde before. That's true. Yeah. Okay. Anyone else? Game of Thrones, um, Amelia Clark just went really blonde as well. Oh, she did? She did. She had... um, dark brown hair and now she yeah. has pretty short really light hair I like her light I don't I know do if it's too. because of the show or if it's just because I don't know why but is she it throws me off when she's brunette yeah since she has that like really icy blonde wig for Game of Thrones yes <laughs> yeah and I think um Reese Witherspoon is just a really oh, yeah. good classic example of a really pretty classic blonde still warm mm-hmm. um but I think it's a really pretty timeless blonde do you watch Big Little Lies I do I didn't watch it last night did you I didn't no, oh shoot I, I want to watch it tonight yeah me too I just noticed I saw her in People magazine and she looked a little bit more blonde than I'd seen her in a while she looked really good. Yeah, I think she went a little bit lighter for mm-hmm. the show. Do you know who Ariana Maddox is from Vanderpump Rules? Oh, yeah. I love her blonde hair. Yes. Every single time I watch that show, I'm like, oh, I just want that hair so bad. Yeah, but. <laughs> it's beautiful. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about some of the techniques that are out there and some of the looks. What would you say is the difference between highlighting balayage and ombre? As far as maybe techniques and as far as the actual look. Sure. This is a question I get from guests and clients often. I would say ombre is more of a look. It sort of describes hair color that moves from dark to light. Mm-hmm. A lot of times people think that it's very two-toned. It could, yeah. it could be very two-toned. It could also be very blended. Highlighting and balayage is a technique to achieve a look like ombre or something more blended and subtle. Traditional highlighting uses foils, and balayage is more of a freeform, customized hair painting. Yeah. So I feel like really the... I mean, I I use everything in the salon, but I feel like I do a lot of balayage these days. Do you feel the same? I do. I think the softness and the less frequent maintenance is very attractive to many guests. However, it is limiting in how light you can actually get the hair. Yeah. 
And for as far as like the term softness, because I know a lot of our listeners probably, I think they go to thinking soft to the touch, but that's really not what we mean when we say softness. We mean more just like blended or just not as, would you say harsh or how would you explain softness? Yeah. Just maybe not as dramatic in um, the contrast of colors between the base color and the light highlights. I think softness describes just very blended And something that sort of stays in a very cohesive color palette. So not super dark roots and bright, bright ends. The other thing is when guests come in, I feel like a lot of the times when you talk about ombre or you talk about balayage, they have kind of a vision in their head because it is sort of newer, probably 10 years, I'd say, where they think that it's just kind of one look that you can get, but it's the same as far as highlighting where it's customized. I mean, there's so many different looks that you can get. Absolutely. With balayage, you could achieve very solid, bright look through the ends. You could also achieve something that's just small, ribbony highlights with a lot of dark base through the ends as well. So as far as maintenance for those looks, what do you think would be something that is a little bit more natural outgrowth versus maybe something that you'd have to come in every like four weeks if you wanted it to look really good? If you're looking for a nice, soft highlight with a decent amount of natural or colored root towards the top, your maintenance is sort of going to be when you feel like you need those highlights moved up. So I have some guests that come in every 10 weeks and I have some that come in twice a year. Mm -hmm. The nice thing about balayage is as it grows out, you don't see as harsh of a line from traditional highlights. It just sort of looks more rooted and a little darker as it grows out. The farther you go in difference between your, your natural color or your base color and the brightness of the ends, the more intense your maintenance is going to be. Also, the more neutral, whiter, or ashier you want your ends to be, the more maintenance it's going to be. Yeah. For guests that are really looking for a very neutral, ashy, or white color through their highlights, I usually recommend doing the highlights closer to every eight weeks, but then coming in for a toner service Mm -hmm. to maintain that tone sort of halfway in between the appointment. Well, let's talk about that a little bit because there's two things that you brought up that I think are really good points. And that's one is blonde, getting to that like white blonde stage or that really bright blonde and the maintenance that's involved and what you may or may not have to do in between services of, you know, getting it lightened to keep it looking like that. And then the other thing is bringing up toning. So we call it glossing. Some people call it toning. It's pretty much the same thing. So I think that is such an important piece to it. And I think a lot of the times our clients really do not understand how important that is. And I think the reason for that is because they don't see what it looks like before we tone it. I think that's a really good point. Anytime you're lightening hair, you're lifting through either previous color or natural color. What gives hair its natural color is the protein in the hair. So when you're trying to get it as light and as white as possible, the darker that natural protein is, the more you have to lift out through the hair. But the protein is also what makes the hair strong. So to to some point, we can only lift so much protein out of the hair 
and still have the integrity of the hair be intact. Mm -hmm. For some people that have lighter protein naturally in their hair, it's easier for them to achieve those lighter and whiter looks. If you have previous hair color on your hair, you can't just put a lighter hair color on top of dark hair color and Mm -hmm. have that look lighter. Mm -hmm. You have to lift that hair color out first Mm -hmm. and then color it, tone it, or gloss it to the color you want it to be. Yeah, that's another really good point too is we'll have a lot of clients that will come in and sit down and they'll have, let's say, a medium brunette hair and they'll say, I just want to go a couple shades lighter or even just a shade lighter. And they mean the all over color, not necessarily with highlights or balayage. And it's difficult to explain because I think people think with especially like box colors at a drugstore that you can go and you can just get let's say a blonde and put it over your hair and that's what it's going to turn out to be but in reality if you have color on your hair that's not going to happen I could put a color right over their hair and it won't do anything you have to use a, a, a lightener or a bleach or something like that in order to lift that previous color Right. I always explain to guests it's kind of like trying to cover a dark wall with one coat of white oh, paint. Yeah. It just it doesn't work. You have to prime it first and then put the, the lighter color on. Just like with hair color, you have to lift all that color out first, prime the hair for the color that you want to put on, and then put your lighter color on over it. Mm-hmm. Going back to toning and glossing, how could you describe exactly what it does to someone's hair and what a difference it can make after highlighting or balayaging or lightening someone? Sure. Uh, When I explain the lightening process to guests, I always kind of describe it like spilling bleach on dark clothes. You've got a a lot of good analogies. (laughs) You can tell you're an instructor. (laughs) Um, Your clothes never turn blue. They never turn violet. They never turn white. They always turn sort of an orange or yellowish color. It's the exact same chemistry when lightening hair. So once the hair is lightened, it always exposes that underlying warmth, which is mm-hmm. which comes from the protein. And then the toners or the glosses have to neutralize whatever warmth is left in that hair. So if you were to just stop the color process after the lifting process without the toner, the color would look very warm, maybe even raw or brassy. Right. So the toner comes through and either enhances that or neutralizes it. Mm -hmm. So it creates more warmth, or it neutralizes that warmth, or if the hair is light light enough, it can even make it kind of white or gray or ashy. Yeah. I think what's hard for some clients is that if their hair does get light enough, and it's you know, for the most part, the brightness that they want, and they don't get a, t- a toner or a gloss and they leave, they they think, oh, well, it's light enough. That's what I wanted. But if they were to see themselves with a gloss, they would see how it still looks bright, but it looks more natural instead of that like raw look, yes. like you said, like yeah. it like it's bleached hair is, I guess, the best way to describe it, like a bleached highlight, you right. know, so... I highly recommend getting a gloss every time. I, I always tell my clients that if I could get a gloss every single time I do my hair, that's what I would do. And that's what all of us hairstylists would do. Right. And the gloss um, also helps to add a lot of shine mm-hmm. to the hair. And especially the Aveda uh, Dummy Plus line really helps to condition 
and um, help the hair feel softer after that lightening process. Mm -hmm. I'm actually in the process right now of going light. That's why I have a hat on right now because (laughs) I do my own highlights sometimes at home. I know that sounds really crazy, but I do. And so I've got like yellow orange hair under here. So I can't wait to put my gloss on today. (laughs) Yeah, that'll help a lot. Let's talk a little bit about the lightening process and getting kind of to that really bright white. I think it can be a little bit confusing when a client comes in and they show you a picture and they want to be really light and then they can't get that light on that first appointment. They don't really understand why. So what would you say is kind of the expectations that clients should have when they're coming in? And then we can talk a little bit about making appointments and that kind of thing. Sure. So if a guest comes in with 100% natural hair, there's a lot more that we can do with that if all the hair is consistently, you know, never been touched with color Mm -hmm. and very even. Um, If someone comes in with previously colored hair to really get that light, we first have to lift all of that color out. So there's a color cleanse process that comes through and removes all of the previous color. It's definitely a time-consuming process, and it's a little bit harsh on the hair. Mm -hmm. So it definitely can be done, but you have to make sure that the hair is strong enough to go through this process. And sometimes it can take several appointments. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite examples, um, there was a picture circling around the internet of Katy Perry and all the different hair colors she's had over the past year year or two years even, Mm -hmm. she started off black and then Mm -hmm. she was bright red, which if you go back to the bleach analogy, that's that's what shows up first. (sighs) Then she was kind of a copper. Then she was a really warm kind of yellow blonde. And now, however many years later, she's a platinum blonde. And her hair is a lot shorter. Right. So because the process is tough on the hair, it's hard to have the expectation to keep mm-hmm. a lot of length and put your hair through so much lightening. It is. And the thing is, you don't have to even be a brunette coming in to be platinum blonde. I, I know I've gone a couple shades lighter, and it's I still have to kind of go through some of that process just right. to go a couple shades lighter. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, completely natural virgin hair does lift a little bit faster and easier. So you wouldn't necessarily have to go through that whole color cleanse process to remove the previous color, but it's still, depending on what your natural starting level is, could take a few rounds of highlighting or mm-hmm. a few rounds of all over colors to get you as light as you want to be. Mm-hmm. And I think... Pinterest is one of those things that's really deceiving when it comes to something like this because, you know, people are, it's great that people can bring in photos. It's, you know, instead of having to go through a lookbook at the salon, but actually bring in these beautiful photos of either celebrities or even just, you know, women that had been in the salon and got their hair done. But you have to take in consideration that there's lighting, that this may not be their first time, all those different things. So, I feel like Pinterest sometimes can be a little bit difficult when someone, you know, brings in a picture. Do you agree? I totally agree. I have a love-hate relationship with Pinterest. I think it's (laughs) a great tool to make sure that we're seeing the same colors, seeing the same tones. It's a great place to start the conversation. But lighting has a huge factor in the tones of colors that are showing up in pictures. Sometimes lighting through the ends could make the ends look a lot lighter and brighter and the roots a lot darker than Mm -hmm. it would be if you saw them in person. And not everybody 
you know, looks good in right. all these lighter and brighter tones. That's true, too. So I think when you're looking for pictures on Pinterest, finding models or pictures of people with similar skin tones, similar eye color, will definitely help to make sure that we're finding a tone that suits your skin color and eye color. Yeah, that's really good advice because I know for me when I go light, I have to look at, I mean, not that I look like Jennifer Lopez or anything, but I have to look at people like that that have, she doesn't, we don't have the same skin tone, but we have a similar eye color and eyebrow color and all sure. that kind of stuff. So it is, that's a really good point is to look at the skin tone and the and the eyes and eyebrows even. For anyone that doesn't know what a shadow root is, can you explain what that is? Sure. So I think right now the trend is definitely having a darker, deeper, more dimensional root and lighter and brighter ends. The easiest way to achieve that is through balayage, but sometimes balayage doesn't get you as light as you want to be through the ends. Mm -hmm. So the other option besides balayage is to put that hair in a foil. The foil attracts the heat of the scalp and keeps the product more saturated and wet, so it accelerates the lightening process and you're able to get lighter and brighter faster. But a lot of times the foils go a lot closer to the root, so that's when we would come in and add a shadow root in to give it that dimensional sort of balayaged look, but still getting the lift from the foil. Right. Yep. So basically you're using a shadow root, just to break it down a little bit further, is like you said, if someone maybe isn't going to lift to that blonde that they want, you're, you'll put it in a foil so it heats up and it, it gets lighter than it would if you painted it on. And then you take them back to the bowl and put almost like a toner for the roots on yep. to just kind of deepen it a little bit and make it look a little softer. And then it gives a balayage effect. Yes. What would you say about high lift blondes and bleach retouches? Because that's like a whole different animal kind of. <laughs> Definitely. So if someone really wants to be that ashy or bright white all over color or even more of a pastel or platinum color, the only way to lift you light enough is to use bleach. And even depending on your starting level of lightness or darkness, that first round of bleach may or may not get you that mm -hmm. light. But the only way to really get you that bright and white is to lift through all of those warmer tones. And the only product that can do that is bleach. I think of Gwen Stefani yes. when I think of a bleach retouch because she's actually pretty dark, I think. And do you remember back like in the day when she was with No Doubt yeah. and she had kind of a lot of dark roots and stuff or brown yes. hair even way back? Yeah, yeah. And I think if you look at a lot of these celebrities with this, you know, really bright white hair, I think Amelia Clark is a good example. Her hair is very, very short now. So a lot of these celebrities mm -hmm. that are wearing that platinum color a lot, if you see length, it's almost always extensions, so mm -hmm. it's hard on the hair. So I think the mm -hmm. expectation of having very long hair and platinum isn't always the yeah. most realistic. Yeah, and a lot of these celebrities like the Kardashians, they're wearing wigs. Absolutely. So it's that's also very deceiving, too. Absolutely. We've talked a lot about darker colors going lighter. Um, one other thing I, I find in the salon a lot is I'll have somebody with blonde, medium brown, natural color, mm -hmm. and they'll bring in a picture of somebody with a very deep, dark root 
with balayage through the ends. Right. I think um, everyone sort of always wants what they can't have in a lot of sure, ways. Sure, yep. And that's a lot of maintenance sort of in the opposite direction. If you're looking to darken your base with balayage, first you have to put the darker color on all throughout the hair. Let that process, shampoo that out, and then put the balayage back in through the ends. And then as that natural color grows in, instead of it being darker and having lighter ends, it's actually lighter. Mm-hmm. And your mids and ends are darker. So that's another thing to think about when you're thinking about maintenance. You might not have to maintain the balayage super often, but if you're wanting to darken your base, that's something that I usually recommend getting touched up every six, maybe eight weeks, depending on how dark you're going. Yeah, I have, I think my clients and maybe it's just because of the trends right now with having a deeper root but i think my clients hate having blonde come in or a lighter brown even more than blonde hair hates their dark roots coming in because it gives it that real ashy kind of like dirty look right and i do have a lot of clients that will come in sit down they show me a picture and they really are looking at mostly the blonde But then I notice as a hairstylist, well, she has a deeper root through here, and that's going to make a big difference in the contrast between the two colors. If you're liking the contrast, then I could do this blonde on you, but it's not going to have that dimension like the picture does. So then you're informing them that, no, actually, you have to do a root color in there, too, to actually darken your hair to give you that contrast. And then they're like, oh, okay, (laughs) I didn't know that. Or you have to go lighter with the the blonde to create more of that contrast. Right. How do you feel like the water here in Wisconsin affects blondes? Have you ever noticed? The reason why I bring it up is because I have done hair for 15 years and I lived in two different states besides Wisconsin. And I will say that my blondes stayed brighter and lightened easier. So I feel like maybe our water has a lot to do. I hate to say that, but I don't know if it's iron or even well water. What would you suggest for someone who is starting to go brassy after their service? Yeah, I think it depends on where you live, but it's definitely possible to have hard water. I think um, the further away you live from downtown, the water can get a little bit harsher. And especially if you have well water, There are water softeners and water softeners that you can attach to the shower head that helps to remove the iron or the mineral buildup that sometimes can deposit on the hair and make it turn a little bit yellow or brassy. I always recommend um, a purple shampoo like our Blue Malva shampoo and conditioner that helps to tone a little bit of that brassiness away at home every time you shampoo and condition. Yeah, Blue Malva is awesome. Every blonde should have it. Definitely. Let's talk a little bit about pricing because it can really vary depending on if you're coming in for a partial highlight versus a root color and a full balayage and gloss. So can you break it down a little bit for us? Definitely. If you're coming in just to add some nice, brighter, warmer highlights and we can achieve that through a one-step balayage process, that would be the cost of the service would be the balayage plus any gloss or toner that we would need to do. Beyond that, some of the color scenarios that we've been talking about, doing color cleanses, doing bleach and tones, adding a shadow root, adding a different toner through the ends, each of those services can add dollar amounts onto the total service. Being a high lift white blonde is not easy. (laughs) It's not low maintenance and it's not cheap. <laughs> yeah. It really again depends on on what you start with, but if we need to 
remove all of the old color, color you to a brighter blonde, add highlights, tone that. Quite often, you can definitely be getting into several hundreds of dollars. Right. Because it's basically like doing two or even three color services back to back in one day. Mm-hmm. So planning accordingly budget-wise, but then also planning accordingly timing-wise, I think is really important too. Mm-hmm. You can't come into the salon always and and want to be out in two hours and have a big, huge color change because sometimes there's multiple processing processing times involved. There's multiple shampoos and blow dryers involved. So sometimes those services can take a half a day or a full day. I think the last time Kim Kardashian went really blonde, she said she was in the salon for like 10 hours or something. Yeah, for sure. And then probably with extensions on top of that. (laughs) Totally, yeah. And so everybody kind of charges a little bit differently. Some people will charge, break it down and charge for each individual service. Sometimes people will just charge a flat rate for corrective color. But I think if you can, if you're looking for a big change and you can get into the salon for a consultation with your stylist before actually booking out an appointment so that you can go over some different options, different timing and different prices, I think that makes everybody feel more comfortable before just jumping into a service. And I think even if you're, you know, for example, since summer is pretty much here, if if six weeks ago you were with your stylist and you kind of know, well, I think I'm going to start going brighter for summer, but maybe we'll just wait this last time and do it the next time. Talk to your stylist about it and then he or she can book the right amount of time because that's the thing is I it's so sad when somebody comes in and they're like, okay, I'm really excited. This is what I want to do. And then they show you the picture and you're like, oh, we've got two hours. Right. <laughs> that's going to take four. Right. And we don't like to see you be disappointed and we don't want to be disappointed and we don't want to try to cram something into two hours either. So if you ever know that you're going to have some kind of change, just give us a call. Even if you have an appointment scheduled already on the books, just give guest services a call and just say, hey, I think we're going to be doing a change. Can I come in prior to my appointment and see if timing is going to work for this? And we love to just sit down and talk to you for a half an hour and figure out what the next steps are. Absolutely. And I think if you're new to the salon as well, even if you're not sure if it's a you know how much work it'll take or if it's a corrective color you know scheduling a a lifestyle color consultation first and then booking out the appropriate timing gives us the opportunity to meet you and get to know you and really customize different options for the entire service for you as far as maintenance coming back in for your appointments how how much does that vary depending on the look that you have the more natural of a look, I would say the further out you could probably space your color appointments. Also, if you're just sort of highlighting or balayaging through the ends, if you keep your hair a little bit longer, you can stretch your appointments out further. If you're cutting off a few inches every time you come in, you'll probably want to do your balayage more often because you'll be cutting off some of those lighter ends. If you're looking for more of a white blonde or a pastel color or more of a platinum color, your maintenance is going to be a lot more. The further away you get from your natural color, the more contrast you'll see and the the higher your maintenance is. So sometimes I'll recommend, you know, doing highlights every eight to 10 weeks but then refreshing the toners to tone out any of those unwanted warmer Mm -hmm. or grassier tones halfway in between is really helpful too. 
And you had mentioned Blue Malva, which mm-hmm. is the shampoo and conditioner that we use as hairstylists and recommend for most of our clients that are blonde. Anything else that you would suggest for a blonde? Um, I like the color conserve a lot. I, would, I do too. I, I love s- it. Yeah. I would say maybe if you're a really light blonde, switching off between that and the Blue Malva. If you are finding that you're experiencing a lot of hard water issues, we have a sun care shampoo and conditioner. The sun care is just a little bit more astringent. It helps to pull out mineral buildup, salt water, chlorine. If you're swimming a lot in the summer and you're finding your hair is turning, you know, a little green, that sun care shampoo will help a lot. And then the conditioner is just a really nice, rich, deep conditioner. Mm-hmm. It's always nice to follow up a little bit of a stronger shampoo with a nice, rich, deep conditioner. Um, the daily color protect is a product that you use on damp hair after you towel dry, and that just kind of helps to seal in and lock in the color. Mm-hmm. With, with summer coming up, being in the sun can definitely fade color very quickly. So the Sun Care Veil helps to protect the color from UV fading for up to 16 hours. Another thing... Oh, especially, yeah, like you said, with, I mean, even with glosses and, and everything, just keeping that color in there is so important on a blonde. Yes, definitely. One other thing I was going to mention, too, was that the less frequently you shampoo, the less you're going to be washing that color down the drain. So if you're shampooing every single day and you're really trying to maintain a toner, it's not going to be so good for your toner. You'll probably end up having to tone more frequently. If you can go every other to even every three days, that definitely helps to keep that color from washing out when the cuticle is open from the shampoo. Another really good one is damage remedy. Yes. You know, just in case if someone has, like they're feeling like their hair is dry, it's got the quinoa protein in it. So it just puts that protein back into your hair and just makes it healthy. Yes, especially if you're a high-lift blonde. Mm -hmm. Oh, you know what? I didn't ask you at the beginning. I've been asking everyone, how long have you been doing hair? Oh, I've been with the company for 13 years. Oh, wow. Okay. And then the other question I have that I think is really funny is what trends can you remember from cosmetology school? (laughs) Do you remember what was in style? Um, Highlighting was really big, just sort of the traditional, straightforward, Uh get as blonde as you can through foils, (laughs) which I feel like is coming back. Yeah. For, For a long time, it was just like supernatural, natural mm-hmm. roots, slightly lighter through the ends. And now I feel like those super high lift blondes are coming back and, and the foils, the foils down to the roots, achieving sort of that all over blonde look through foils is mm-hmm. coming back. Yep. Oh, I remember one time in cosmetology school, I had to cut, it was, I think I've had to cut a few mullets, but there was one in particular that I remember when a woman came in and she had kind of like feathered hair going back and then really long. Oh my gosh. It's just so funny, the trends that you can think of like back then. Yeah. (laughs) Not that that was a trend, but. Yeah. And I feel like when I went to school, stick straight hair was in and now everybody wants a lot of natural wave. Mm Mm-hmm. I always like to bring up to guests, too, if they have really, really straight hair mm-hmm. and all the pictures they're showing are these very ribbony, curled balayages. Always. It's not going to look the same when it sticks straight. 
it won't look bad. It'll just look a right. little bit more natural and a little bit more blended. But if you really want to see that dimensional, PC, light, dark look, you have to curl it to see that dimension. Yep. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah, you drove you all the way me. out here. Oh, and one other thing, too, yeah. is how can people find you online? Oh, I work at the downtown location. Okay. Um, I usually work every other Sunday and then Monday through Thursday. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you. Well, thank you.